Chapter Five, Part Three of A Common Story by Ivan Goncharov, translated by Constance Garnett, eighteen sixty one to nineteen forty six. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter Five, Part Three. Nadinka returned pale with fatigue. She fell onto the sofa, almost fainting look at her said maria mihailovna laying her hand on her head how tired you are you are half dead drink some water and go and undress and unlace your corset this writing will do you no good alexander and the count remained the whole day the count was invariably courteous and affable to alexander invited him to visit him to look at his garden suggested that he should share their next expedition on horseback offered him a horse i can't ride said alexander coldly can't you said nadinka and it is so delightful shall we go again to-morrow count the count bowed that's enough nadinka remarked her mother you are troublesome to the count there was nothing however to show that any special relation had arisen between nadinka and the count he was equally friendly to the mother and the daughter he did not seek opportunities of speaking to nadinka alone did not follow her into the garden and looked at her exactly as he did at her mother the freedom of her intercourse with him and the expeditions on horseback showed on her part the whimsicality and impulsiveness of her character her naivete perhaps her want of experience her ignorance of the conventions of the world on her mother's part weakness and want of foresight the civilities and attentions of the count and his daily visits might be ascribed to the proximity of the villas and the warm reception he always received at the lubetskys this thing seemed natural looked at with a simple eye but alexander looked at it with a magnifying glass and saw much oh much which one would not see with the simple eye why he asked himself had nadinka changed to him she did not wait for him now in the garden she did not meet him with a smile but with a look of dismay for some time she had dressed with special care there was no carelessness now in her manners she was more guarded in her behaviour as though she had become more sensible sometimes one caught a glimpse in her eyes and her words of something like a secret what had become of her sweet caprices her wildness her sallies her frolicking it had all disappeared she had become serious thoughtful silent it seemed as though something were tormenting her she was like all other girls now she was as hypocritical told the same lies asked with the same interest after your health was so continually polite and friendly for form's sake to him to alexander with whom oh god his heart sank it is not for nothing not for nothing he kept repeating to himself there is something beneath it but i will find out come what may and then woe to him and that day when the count had taken his leave alexander tried to snatch a moment to speak with nadinka alone what did he not do he took the book with which she had once called him away from her mother into the garden showed it to her and went out to the bank of the river thinking she would run out at once he waited and waited she did not come he returned to the room she was reading the book and did not look at him he sat down near her she did not raise her eyes and then asked casually in a superficial tone was he busy with his literary work had anything new come out of the past not a word he began to talk to her mother nadinka went out into the garden the mother left the room and adouev too rushed into the garden nadinka seeing him rose from the bench 
did not come to meet him but went quietly by a roundabout way towards the house as though to avoid him he quickened his pace she did the same nadyezhda alexandrovna he shouted from the distance i should like to say two words to you come indoors it's damp here she answered when she had gone in she sat down again near her mother alexander felt quite ill so you are afraid of the damp air he said with bitterness yes the evenings are so cold and dark now she replied with a yawn we shall soon return to town said her mother may i trouble you alexander fedoritch to go to our apartments and remind the man in charge to renew two locks on the doors and the shutter in nadinka's bedroom he promised to do it but he'll forget depend upon it they are all alike care for nothing but making money adouev got up to go come and see us before long said maria mihailovna nadinka did not speak he had already reached the door when he turned round to her she made three steps towards him his heart throbbed at last he thought will you be with us to-morrow she asked coldly though her eyes were bent on him with eager curiosity i don't know why oh i only asked shall you come would you like me to shall you come to-morrow she repeated in the same chilly tone but with greater impatience no he answered with vexation and the next day no i shall not come for a whole week perhaps two a long while and he turned a scrutinizing glance upon her trying to read in her eyes what impression his words produced she did not speak but her eyes dropped at the very instant of his reply and what was to be seen in them were they clouded with pain or flashing with a gleam of pleasure nothing could be deciphered from that lovely marble face alexander clutched his hat in his hand and went away don't forget to rub your chest with opodeldoc screamed maria mihailovna after him and now alexander had again a problem to solve what was the aim of nadinka's question what was to be inferred from it desire or dread of seeing him oh what torture what torture he said in despair poor alexander could not hold out he went on the third day nadinka was at the garden fence when he arrived he was beginning to rejoice but no sooner had he drawn near the bank when she as though she had not seen him turned away and after a few undecided steps on the path just as if she were walking without an object went towards the house he found her with her mother two gentlemen from the town were there their neighbour maria ivanovna and the inevitable count alexander's sufferings were unendurable again the whole day passed in empty useless conversation how the guests wearied him they talked calmly of all kinds of trifles argued joked laughed they laugh said alexander they can laugh while nadinka has changed to me it's nothing to them they are wretched empty creatures they are pleased with everything nadinka went into the garden the count did not go out with her for some time he and nadinka seemed to avoid one another in alexander's presence he sometimes came on them alone in the garden or indoors but then they separated and did not meet any more in his presence a new dreadful discovery for alexander a sign that there was an understanding between them the guests broke up the count too took his leave nadinka did not know this and did not hasten indoors adouev left maria mihailovna without ceremony and went into the garden nadinka was standing with her back to alexander leaning with her arm on the trellis and her head propped on her hand 
just as on that never-to-be-forgotten evening she did not see him and did not hear his approach how his heart beat while he stole up to her on tiptoe he could hardly breathe nadyezhda alexandrovna he said hardly audibly in his emotion she startled as though a shot had been fired off near her turned round and moved a step away from him tell me please what is that smoke there she said in embarrassment pointing with alacrity to the opposite side of the river is it a fire or some furnace in a factory he looked at her without speaking really i thought it was a fire why do you look at me like that don't you believe it she broke off you too he began shaking his head you too like others like everyone who could have expected this two months ago what do you mean i don't understand you she said and tried to go away stop nadezhka alexandrovna i am not able to bear this torture any longer what torture really i don't know don't dissimulate tell me are you the same as you were i am always the same she said with decision how haven't you changed to me no i think i am just as friendly with you i am as glad to meet you as glad why then are you running away from the trellis i run away see how you imagine things i am standing at the trellis and you say i am running away she gave a forced laugh nadyezhka alexandrovna give up this pretence continued adouev what pretence what are you worrying me about is this you my god six weeks ago at this very spot what is that smoke on the other side i should like to know oh it's awful awful said alexander what have i done to you you left off coming to us you must admit there was no keeping you against your will began nadinka that's all pretence don't you know why i ceased coming she shook her head looking away and the count he said almost menacingly what count she made a face as though she had heard of the count for the first time what count tell me now he said looking her straight in the eyes that you are indifferent to him you are out of your senses she answered stepping away from him yes you are right he continued my brain is failing day by day how can any one behave so artfully so ungratefully to a man who loved you beyond everything in the world who had forgotten everything for you everything who thought soon to be happy forever and you well what about me she said still retreating what about you he replied maddened by her coolness you have forgotten let me remind you that here on this very spot you have vowed a hundred times to be mine god hears these vows you said yes he heard them you must feel shame before heaven and these trees and every blade of grass every witness of our happiness each grain of sand here speaks of our love think look at yourself you have broken your oath she looked at him with horror his eyes glittered his lips were white ugh how spiteful you are she said timidly what are you angry about i did not prevent you you still did not speak to maman why you know best speak to her after this behaviour what behaviour i don't know what i will tell you at once what is the meaning of these interviews with the count these expeditions on horseback what should i run away from him when maman goes out of the room and the riding means that i like riding it's so delightful you gallop ah what a dear creature that horse lucy have you seen her she knows me already and the change in your behaviour to me he continued why the count is with you every day from morning to night 
ah my goodness do i know why how ridiculous you are maman wishes it it's false maman wishes what you wish for whom are all those presents notes albums flowers all maman yes maman is so fond of flowers yesterday she bought from the gardener and what is it you talk about in whispers went on alexander paying no attention to her words look at me you are pale you yourself feel your guilt to ruin a man's happiness forget destroy everything so quickly so easily hypocrisy ingratitude lying and treachery yes treachery how could you let yourself come to this a rich count a society lion deigns to cast a glance of favour on you and you were melted you fell down before this tinsel god where is your modesty let there be no more of the count here he said in a suffocating voice do you hear stop it break off all relations with him let him never find his way again into your house i won't have it he clutched her by the hand violently maman maman here shrieked nadinka in a piercing voice tearing herself away from alexander and directly she was free making headlong towards the house he sat on the bench clutching his head in his hands she ran into the room pale and scared and dropped into a chair what is it what's the matter with you why did you shriek her mother asked in alarm as she went to meet her alexander fedoritch is unwell she could only just articulate and what frightened you so he is so dreadful maman for god's sake don't let him come near me how oh, you frighten me you mad thing well what if he is unwell i know his chest is bad what is there dreadful in it it isn't consumption let him rub it with opodeldoc it will soon pass off it's evident he didn't obey me he did not rub it alexander recovered himself the delirium passed but his tortures were redoubled he had not cleared up his doubts but had terrified nadinka and he certainly would not obtain an answer from her now this was not the way to set to work the thought came to him as it does to every lover how if she is not guilty it may be in reality she is indifferent to the count her thoughtless mother invites him every day what is she to do he as a man of the world is attentive nadinka is a pretty girl perhaps even he wishes to please her but still it does not follow that he has succeeded in pleasing her she perhaps is pleased with the flowers the rides on horseback and innocent recreation but not with the count himself and even let us admit that there is some coquetry in it is not this pardonable other and older girls god knows what they do he drew a breath a ray of happiness shone in his soul lovers are all like this now very blind now too sharp-sighted besides it is so sweet to defend the beloved object but why the change in her behaviour to me he suddenly asked himself and grew pale again why does she avoid me and why is she silent as though she were ashamed why was it yesterday an ordinary day she was dressed so smartly there were no guests except him why did she ask if the ballets would soon be beginning it was a simple question but he remembered that the count had airily promised to get her a box however difficult it might be consequently he would be with them why had she gone out of the garden why had she not come into the garden why had she asked him this why had she not asked that and again he fell into grievous doubts and again suffered bitterly and came to the conclusion that nadinka had never loved him at all end of chapter five part three recording by expatriate in bangor maine